Hi fam bam, welcome back to another Freedom Friday. Today we're gonna to talk about getting over imposter syndrome. So if you don't know what imposter syndrome means, it means that you wanna do something, but you don't feel good enough to do it. And this usually applies to people who are trying to reach for a goal or something that seems kinda out of reach, but you really wanna do it so bad, whether it's making the basketball team, becoming a public singer, becoming a public speaker, starting your own business. There's so many places where imposter syndrome takes over, and I wanna talk to you today about why it's important to get over it and how to get over it. So let's talk first about why it's important to get over imposter syndrome. It's important because you have something valuable to share and you know it's something valuable to share because you value it. And I don't know what it is why we live in this culture where we feel like we like wanna you know, butter ourselves up. We wanna like be confident and tell ourselves we're the best, like we can do it. But then when it comes to actually doing some things, we kinda like, ah, I don't know about that. And I think because when we're really passionate about something or we really believe in something, that's, that's our heart. And to put our heart out can feel like very vulnerable. And what if it isn't nice? What if it fails? What if it's judged? What if somebody tells me it's wrong? Then all of a sudden, like my heart is wrong. But what's really cool is this started way back in web 2.0 when like 2000, like way, 2005, like when YouTube and the internet started. I mean, we, we've we been talking for over a decade now about authenticity and it's so cool because we're moving into this world where everybody needs a space to connect and the diversity of what people like, what people are interested in, what people struggle with is all out in the open. And that is so important to contribute because that's what we need to kind of be liberated from all of the ego and the self, self-consciousness insecurities that we've gone through in the past. Like we're moving away from judging people for their external and really seeing where's your heart? Like, what are you about? Are you authentic? Are you living real? Are you living true to yourself? So if you feel super passionate about something that adds extreme value to your life, I guarantee other people will find it valuable too. I'm gonna to use myself as an example, throw myself under the bus. As you can see, we've lived kind of weird in the past. When I first started YouTube, everybody was like, what do you do? It's so weird, like go back to college, make real money, like get a real job. I thought it was hilarious, but nobody knows, right? Like typically what people, what they first do when when something new happens is they reject it or they feel like there might be something weird or not right going on because they're not familiar with it. We're past that stage now. All of the people on the front line went through all that and said, hey, this works, it's real, and we have a real opportunity to really bring something to a marketplace. And it's a global marketplace. So if something really adds value to you, and I'm supposed to be throwing myself under the bus right now, so like not using toilet paper, sleeping on the ground, not owning furniture or a car, bicycle riding in the snow while you're pregnant or carrying your baby on your back while you travel New Zealand and Australia, which now for you guys probably isn't 
that weird because we see it all the time but when i was doing this you know five or six years ago it was really weird and i got a lot of people saying you guys are weird and that's just kind of different and not fun no thank you people still see that say that now you can see that in my comments and so my whole point is that there are people who for the people who don't like it there's 80% more people that do like it. They make up for like the couple percent. And that's fine because they can get what they are interested in somewhere else. Some people are interested in minimalism. Other people are interested in maximalism. I just saw this term the other day. I was like, okay, that's really interesting and different and kind of cool that we have this amazing palette of colors to be able to express ourselves and to witness from other people. In a sense, I feel more fulfilled now because I have the ability to sort of vicariously live through others. So while I don't like shopping, it's kind of fun to see these maximal maximalism uh, type house setups because it's different. And in accepting our differences, we learn to accept one another. In adding value to the world, you get to contribute your purpose and passion, which adds more meaning to your life. And all of a sudden, it's not just about you. You get to contribute. And that ultimately feels really good. And that's why it's important for you to share your passion, to share your purpose with the world. And ultimately that notion that it's not about you, it's not about the whole world looking at you and saying, well, what do you have to offer? Let's see if it's good enough. Let's judge it. It's about just saying, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not an expert, but this helped me so much and I hope it can help you. And when you do start helping those people, it feels amazing. And it's why ultimately I, I don't quit. I don't quit doing this. And it's why it, it's kind of, it fuels me and inspires me to do more. I get motivated to do more. I spend more time here than I do at my job because I really love this. And I probably should be spending more time at my job, but ultimately I'm more passionate about growing the community here because getting paid for with gratitude, with connecting with people, with knowing that I helped others is ultimately the most fulfilling thing that I have ever felt in my entire life, aside from having kids and growing a family. So I think it's so important that understanding that your passion and your purpose is a value to share to the world. And I hope that helps you get over imposter syndrome. Also, just so you know, there are many different levels out there. There are people who are like Warren Buffett. There are people who are just starting like multi-level marketers. Everybody has a different level and everybody's in a different space in their journey. So you don't have to compare yourself to people at the highest levels. In order for you to grow, you have to start. And in order to start, you just got to get over the fact that what you're going to do in the first place is not probably going to compare to the people at the highest levels. It's probably not going to be even close to good enough. And it might even feel kind of sloppy and like a lot of self-criticism and things that you would adjust and improve, but you just continue to go and adjust, adjust and improve along the way. And with the help of the marketplace, with the help of your audience, with the help of the feedback from your clients or your customers, it's actually gonna help you grow. And that's what ultimately allows you to live your passion and make that a living if that's something you want or to actually do that thing that you wanna do like make the basketball team or become a mom or fill in the blank. Another way that you can get over the imposter syndrome is spending a lot of time doing self-affirmation and envisioning. This is not really fake it till you make it. And I wanna explain that particular 
perspective because I kind of get it, but I, I can see why some people don't like that because nobody wants to be fake, right? Nobody wants somebody who's not authentic, not genuine, not true to themselves, and it's not gonna feel good for you to fake it. But the truth is, I think that ultimately, if you want something really bad and you think, you know, I could do this, like you could really see yourself doing this. And what I like to do is I like to look at what other people do and compare, not to make myself like feel better, but yeah, to make myself feel better. I like to compare and say, okay, this person's doing it. Can I do that too? Yeah, I can, I think I can. If this person's doing it and they're saying that they're making $100,000 a year doing it, can I do half of it and make $50,000 a year? Yeah, I, th I think I can. So breaking things down into a kind of a smaller, sizable thing, I think is really important to gain perspective. Um, and I want you to look at not how you judge a person, because sometimes I think we look at people and say, oh, but they're so pretty or they're so nice and I'm just not like that. It's not really about the person. I want you to see the actions that they take to do what it is they do. Because your personality is gonna be unique and awesome and other people will jive with it, so you might have a different marketplace. You might not even be offering the same thing, but ultimately what makes something work is the actions and it's a step-by-step -step formula. I was just telling my husband last night that you know, I really love listening to business and people talk and I just like absorb all this information. I don't really like fictional books. I like a lot of informational books and I just like take it all in. And I know for some people it gets really boring, but I was positively reinforced from a very early age that if I just follow the steps of successful people or follow the steps of people that I like what they're doing, I like their end result, whether it's in parenting or dieting or exercising or business, that the formula actually works. And then it becomes less personal. Then there is no imposter syndrome because it's not about me and how good I am. It's just about what is the formula and how do you execute that? And can you share that with people in a way that they might be able to find what works for them and gain value out of your perspectives and what you have to share? So when we talk about fake it till you make it, we're not talking about being fake. What we're talking about is where you're at right now, what you feel is a residual of where you were. So if I spent the last year telling myself I suck at basketball and I'm not gonna go play, I'm not gonna even try because I suck at basketball, I can't make a free throw, I can't even make the hoop, and all my actions follow this perspective, then likely I'll step onto the court and suck at basketball, like because I never tried and I felt this way and that energy just kind of, you know, it, it transforms into like who you become and how you behave in that scenario. So I think fake it till you make it or the self-affirmation, the envisioning that I talk about, and I spend every day doing this. And I think if you dissect every single person who is considered successful, a large success in business or happiness or large contributions to the world, you'll see that they spend a very, very significant amount of time also envisioning because I think it's important for us to be able to create our perspective, to create our experience, to create who we want to become and grow to be. So even though you don't feel like you're good at basketball right now, and I think, or whatever, you know, fill in the blank, and I think everybody will get to a point where they're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not really good at anything right now because I haven't done anything to make myself good at it, right? You have to start somewhere. So I think the fake it till you make it perspective or the envisioning is saying, if I was good at basketball, what would I be doing right now? If I was good at business, 
what would I be doing right now? If I can see myself doing the things that I want to be doing in the future, what would I be doing right now? And I think that you have to get over the fact that you're not doing it because you have to start doing it at some point. It's like, I think the reason that this is so tough for us is because we're just so used to being told what to do. You know, like, when do you wake up? When do you show up at school? What homework to do? What uh, books do you have to bring? What uh, PE uniform do you have to buy? What's the curriculum? Like, we're kind of just told we get to a job. Um, this is when you clock in. This is this is your list of tasks, etc. And so we kind of like have not grown that confidence or that experience in ourselves to be like, okay, what do I do? Like, is this right? Like, do I, do I actually do this for business or do I actually like try out for the team even though I've never had experience before? And if there's like something valuable that I can share with you is that when I was younger, I really had this perspective of how, like it's not that I can't do it, I just, I just don't know how. And I don't know where that perspective came from, but I've never been the person to say I can't. I was just like, I wanna know how. And I might have told the story before, but I was like nine or 10 years old and I was like skateboarding around and I didn't, I didn't know how to skateboard like any better than just standing on it and pushing on it. And I remember this older kid coming up to me and saying, you're not a skateboarder, you're a girl. And I was like, I am too. And he's like, no, you're not a real skateboarder. Like, I bet you can't kickflip. And I was like, I can, I, I know I can. And he's like, well then show me. And I'm like, well, I can't right now, but if you teach me, I can. And he was, I mean, you know, we were 10 or whatever. So he laughed and was like, told you you're not a skateboarder and walked away. But I just remember this so clearly because it didn't make sense to me what he was saying. I was like, how, how does that not make me a real skateboarder? Like, I just need to learn. And so I think at the end of the day, if you could trust me or just like take my word for it and try it out yourself, like try, start with something small. I mean, most of us do it, you know, we follow instructions in the sense that we get a cookbook out and we can get the ingredients and we make our, our food and, and we're essentially following a formula step by step. If somebody were to say, uh, bake me a, a lemon meringue pie and you had no instructions, then you would be like, well, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I need. I don't know the ingredients. I don't know how to make that gelatinous, you know, <laughs> texture, like how do I do this? But if you were to have a recipe book that tells you just do this, I think you get a little more confidence. And the cool thing is with the internet now, there's so much of that out there. And there's so much on every single level, on any single journey that you have, that you can have access to informationally. And if you know where to access that information or you see it and you already kind of have the first steps of the formula, but you're being held back by the imposter syndrome, all you need to do is execute. Sometimes the lemon meringue pie is not good the first time around. Sometimes you miss a step or you didn't whisk it enough or whatever. I don't even know how to bake, so I'm just making this up. But I know that there's certain things like if you pour in the liquid too fast or if you whisk too little or too much, it's too clumpy, like you don't really like get it right. So you have to troubleshoot and go through the process to actually learn and grow. And as you learn and grow, so does your confidence. So anyways, I've been babbling about this for a long time and I hope that all of my perspectives and what I'm trying to share with you comes down to the main point, which is you deserve to share your purpose and your passion. 
um, the imposter syndrome is not real. It's it's there. I mean, it's the feeling is real, but it's really easy to get over. And if you don't have steps or plans of action, I'm currently pre-enrolling everybody for my birthday to the freedom course that I created for my close friends and family around. It's just a once a month call where I break down the steps of how I left my nine to five job and made everything from photography to social media to personal training to videography and so many of my other passions into a business that self sustains a successful business that has been alive for over a decade. I mean, I think it's like first five years people failed and the next five years people, it's like first five years, 80 to 90% failed and the next five years, 80 to 90% of those people fail, something like that. But my goal is to just give you the first most tangible step hopefully so that you're not looking at all the people that are up there and saying, that's too high. I can't compare with that. I can't do that. If you feel like you want to know how to do it, you want the step-by-steps and you want it to be super simple, super easy, check out the freedom course right now. It's going to be a dollar a month and you're going to lock in that price and you're going to get tremendous value. So I'm just opening this up for the time being. I'm not really sure how long I'm going to leave it open for because I might want to keep it a nice closed, tight-knit group so that we can really cater to the needs of that group. But thank you so much for listening to this. I hope you found tremendous value in this and I hope that it helps you get over any imposter syndrome or doubts that you might have of your ability to be able to go out there and do what it is that you wanna do. Remember to let me know you like this video by giving it a thumbs up. As always, leave your questions and comments below and remember to go out there, be good, be great, and most of all, be grateful. I'm very grateful for you. I'll see you next time. I did it.